When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. There's no way. Episode number 774, Opie's Charity. Two Chairs No Waiting is brought to you each week by the folks over at WeaversDepartmentStore.com. Drop by over at Weavers and check out some of the great things. Got some brand new items over there. A Mayberry USA denim button-down shirt with a cool-looking little squad car on it embroidered. Go check that out. We also have Gilligan's Long Sleeve T-shirts. <laughs> it looks like Gilligan on the front. Guys, you got to check them out. I know it's not Andy Griffith, but Bob Denver was on the Andy Griffith Show, and we love Bob. And we also have Mayberry Man, the series T-shirts available at Weavers. Head over to weaversdepartmentstore.com and check it out. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you by donations from listeners exactly like you. The executive producer of uh, this episode of Two Chairs No Waiting is... Paul Mulick and the Patreon patron of the week for 774 is Rebecca Spears. Hello, everybody. I am Alan Newsom, the host of Two Chairs No Waiting, and I always enjoy coming in here and visiting with you guys today, tonight, whenever you're listening. Uh, we're gonna li- we're gonna do the Opie's charity episode. We're gonna talk about it and give you some odd facts known by a few things like that that you may not be aware of. Because I've I've kind of been enjoying this. This year I kind of started off doing these episodes where I'm kind of hitting the high points and then giving you some little tidbits that you may or may not have been aware of related to the episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. Now I'm going through them in the order that they were filmed, so it's not the aired order so when you see me say it's the fifth episode filmed and the eighth episode aired that's what you'll you'll know what i mean okay all right so tonight we're talking about opie's charity opie's charity uh it is the fifth episode film and the eighth aired it came on on november the 28th 1960 it was written by Arthur Sander and directed by John uh, Don Weiss. Now, just a small, short little thing. You'll remember Andy's embarrassed when he learns that Opie has donated a total of three cents to the underprivileged children's drive, and he gets all upset about it. And you know that, that I guess Andy has too much pride, too too much pride because it bothers him. That Opie only gave three cents because he gave the second least amount, if you'll remember. Uh, another little boy, I don't think I wrote his name down, he gave five cents. That was the next most. And Andy said, well, I guess he's a little uh, kind of tight, too. And Annabelle Silby said, uh, no, he's one of the underprivileged children. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's the that's how the show gets started. Basically, we're talking about the underprivileged children's drive, and Opie gets sent to him. And then, of course, uh, as the show goes along, we also find out about Annabelle Silby, uh, the town do-gooder. Uh, 
Uh, she, uh, she informs Andy that Opie had only given the three cents. And so Opie tries to give him the, teach him a lesson about giving importance of giving to chill, giving to people who don't have things. And this is the a wonderful, wonderful that I can remember in college, the story of Opie and Andy, when Andy starts trying to explain about ratios to Opie. And how, the, how he's heard there's one and a half uh, uh, needy boys per square mile in Mayberry County alone. And Opie's like, I, I don't think I've ever seen one. Seen what? A half a boy. That whole conversation, uh, poor Horatio. <laughs> this is one of my, that's one of my favorite, uh, I guess, uh, acting jobs. Opie, Ron Howard, is absolutely amazing in that entire scene. I wish I could show it to you, but I can't. It's copyrighted. So I can't show you that scene and let you listen uh, and just enjoy it. But I encourage you to head over to Pluto.tv. That's a good place to do it. And you can, uh, on demand for free, you can watch the episodes of the Andrew Griffith Show. So you can go to this episode and make sure you watch that if you've not seen it. So basically, Andy does try to convince Opie you know, that he needs to give more. Uh, but it didn't work out. And just right after that, after Opie leaves the courthouse, Andy uh, meets out on the street, Tom Silby himself, Annabelle's husband, who earlier in the episode we had found out had passed away when he was hit by a taxi cab in Charlottesville. We already heard about this and she'd had a nice funeral and all kinds of stuff for him. Well, Andy walks out the door of the courthouse and there's Tom standing there and he's back. And he says, you can't be back. Not once you're gone. (laughs) You remember all that. So basically those are, that's how the story goes. Right. And uh, eventually, uh, as I said, we meet, we meet Annabelle Silby out there and, Oh, I didn't mention Opie is trying to, uh, uh, throw the baseball. And so Andy ends up throwing it with him. Uh, and of course he meets Tom and starts t- describing to Tom what's going on and, uh, that he's been buried out at the, <laughs> at the funeral. Cause Annabelle is so proud. She can't even admit she can't keep a husband cause he just got so fed up with her. He had to leave. Right. Uh, he, it, he, <laughs> She said he was dead, had a nice funeral for him. I mean, it was, it was a hundred percent. She, she uh, basically got hit by the taxi cab. So he wasn't killed obviously because he shows back up. He just got tired of her nagging and rather than admit that she lost her husband, she had this whole funeral. And by the way, the tombstone says RIP Thomas Silby quote, a fine man and dear husband, end quote. And it says uh, he was born in 1908 and died in 1958. So that's when he got run over by the taxi cab in 1958. There's your little trivia to try to remember. Uh, so he got back home and, uh, you know, after taking Tom to go see Annabelle, after he convinced her uh, to sit down because he had some Toms here. Tom, Tom, hello. Hello. Uh, I believe she just sat down as so he took him over. And then that's when uh, basically Andy finds out that, uh, you know, Opie wouldn't give any money to the underprivileged children's fund because he was saving up to buy his girlfriend, Charlotte, something. And that's when we actually finally find out that Charlotte is one of the underprivileged children. And he was saving up to buy her a coat. 
And he, Andy says, you didn't tell me that. And he said, you never asked me. <laughs> so, so this is one of those times when Andy uh, gets his britches leg caught on his own, or a pitchfork caught on his own britches leg, right? So, because Andy and Opie were having, I believe, roast beef, and he was having crow, I believe is what it was. And we wrap up the episode with them back in town uh, after Tom and Andy had visited the grave and everything. Uh, they end up in town sitting there whistling, whittling, and we find out that uh, they've decided to uh, go ahead and take care of the grave because uh, the old Tom, Selby, uh, is no longer uh, no longer alive. He's gone. It's a symbolic gesture that he and Annabelle thought they'd keep the grave up uh, because the Tom who drank and didn't treat Annabelle correctly uh, was there, and the new Tom would remain. I thought it was very cool. Very cool story. Uh, a lot of fun. So, all right. So here's some here's some other things you might or may or might not know. I'm not sure. So that's the gist of it. So here's some odd facts known by a few about Opie's charity, okay? Uh, this is one of three episodes where the Mayberry Patrol car, if you watch and pay attention, had a tag number of DC-269 rather than the usual license plate of JL-327. So the three episodes that it actually has the, the DC-269 is Opie's charity, this one, Ellie Comes to Town, and Andy the Matchmaker. Okay, so those three episodes, the squad car, for some reason, has a different tag than any other episodes of the series. So JL327 is the normal tag number on the squad car. Now, I, I realize that if you are a very casual fan of The Andrew Griffith Show, this is way over your head. But I, hope, I hope the people who listen to this podcast uh, either appreciate the details like this or it makes it more fun for you to go back and watch and try to pick that out. I hope. I hope it does. All right. This is an episode that Don Knotts does not appear in. This is the very first time, really, uh, that he doesn't appear. Uh, and he is written out of about 21 episodes. Well, it, it is 21 episodes he's written out of. Uh, where he's not in it during the first five seasons of the show. And that occurred because... Don Knotts is not Barney Fife. He does. He is. Well, he is Barney Fife, no doubt. But that is not his personal character. It wore him out playing Barney. There's so much energy that he had to give to be that character that he asked if he could be written out of some episodes, basically to recover. <laughs> so. During the course of the series, the five years he was on there, he had himself written out of 21 episodes. And this episode was the first one that we didn't have Barney. He wasn't there. All right. Uh, let's see. So actor Stuart Irwin, who plays Tom Silby, uh, he played a character named Dagwood. Now, if you guys know who Dagwood is and Dagwood and Blondie, he played he played Dagwood in the 1942 Blondie for Victory. He played there. Hmm. There you go. So when Tom was buried, when Tom was buried, uh, Mayor Jenkins was the town mayor. They talk about that when they're visiting the gravesite, and Andy starts telling him who all was there. There was Mayor Jenkins was standing right there, and he starts going through all that. So the list of people, 
that he says was at his funeral that Andy tells Tom was at his funeral. Everybody came as, you know, uh, he, he lists off people. He, he includes, uh, mayor Jenkins, the alderman. And of course, Tom says all the aldermen, all the aldermen, all uh, Sam Peabody. He, my, Annabelle knows I can't stand Sam Peabody. So <laughs> you weren't exactly available to ask is what I think Andy says something similar. Uh, so all the aldermen were there, including Sam Peabody, the, all of his lodge brothers, and they sang and everything. So they were all at his grave. So just there's a little odd facts known by few, a little trivia for you to remember. All right. So Laureen Tuttle, who played Annabelle Silby, uh, she also appeared in the Andy Griffith Show episode, The Shoplifters, and she was the shoplifting little old lady. And that's not very many episodes from now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but she played the little old lady that was shoplifting. Uh, little old lady salt never clank. And she played that. So here's another little bit of trivia for you. I got several things about Laureen Tuttle that I could tell you. But she was the mother-in-law of composer John Williams. John Williams, you know, Star Wars and all those things. Uh, she was the mother-in-law of John Williams. And she was on the Red Skelton show for eight years. And Red rewarded her with eight fur coats, one for every year that she was on the show. So there's another bit. And she also did uh, radio. She was a radio actress, uh, did a lot of voice acting on radio. And uh, one of my favorites, uh, she is on it, is The Great Gildersleeve. She is, uh, she's on there. If you guys ever... If, I think you would really enjoy listening to The Great Gildersleeve. It's not Andy Griffith's show, but it's very similar. And a uh, matter of fact, the barber's name is Floyd. And at least one episode, when he talks about his brother, the, the barber's brother's name is Otis, by the way. So Great Gildersleeve, something to check out. All right, going back to this episode, there's a been pointed out by some people, there's a geographical inconsistency because it's stated that Annabelle... Uh, by both Annabelle and Andy, that Tom Selby went, quote, down to Charlottesville and got run over by a taxi cab. Well, what we know now is the location of Mayberry should be somewhere near where Mount Airy, North Carolina is, uh, based on other things that they mentioned throughout the series. But at this point in the series, there was never a mention as to exactly where Mayberry was. We didn't know it was in North Carolina. That didn't kind of happen until later. But by what we know now, the geographic location is a problem because Charlottesville would be in Charlottesville, Virginia. There is no, at least not that I could find, Charlottesville, North Carolina, or anything like that. So they're probably talking about Charlottesville, Virginia. And when you say went down to Charlottesville from Mount Airy, most people consider going north to be going up and going south is going down. So you'd have to go north from uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina, Mayberry's location, uh, about 200 miles to get to Charlottesville, Virginia. So, uh, But in all fairness, they had never stated that the Mayberry was in North Carolina at this point. And so it was early in the show's history. So that's probably why. But I just want to point it out that that's, uh, that's something you may have noticed. And, uh, and I think that is about it, guys. Those are the, uh, information I have for 
this episode, Opie's Charity. One of my favorites as far as Opie. Opie is absolutely amazing. Ron Howard, what an actor he is. Uh, no, Opie, I mean, have you ever uh, given anything just for the joy of giving? Yeah, just the other day I gave my friend Tommy something. Oh, that's good. What was it? A sock in the head. <laughs> oh, man, he is so great in this episode. Uh, no, I meant something with charity. I didn't charge him nothing. <laughs> oh, me, I love it. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, that's a lot of fun. So, hey, now we have got a little bit of news about some Mayberry event that's coming up, and I'm going to throw it over to Floyd the Barber. So, Floyd, take it away. Oh, my goodness. There's events happening all over Mayberry. Uh, April 11th through the 13th, they're going to have the fourth annual Mayberry uh, and I Love Lucy Festival in historic Granville, Tennessee. Oh, that's oh, that's going to be nice. They're going to have special guests like Keith Thibodeau, who played Johnny Paul and the Indy Girls, and he was also Little Ricky on I Love Lucy. Yeah, going to have Dennis Rush. Dennis was his oh, he was Johnny Paul and Opie's buddy on the Andy Griffith show. Oh yeah, he played Howie. Oh yeah, he'll be there. Oh, let's see who else will be there. You're going to have oh Dixie Griffith, the daughter of Andy Griffith, and Karen Knotts, the daughter of Don Knotts, will be there. Oh, uh, they're going to all be participating in special events throughout the festival. Oh, it's going to be big. Oh, all kinds of tribute artists will be there as well. Make plans to be there with us April 11th through the 13th in Granville, Tennessee. You can find out the information by going to Granville. It's not got a D in there. <laughs> it's just GranvilleTN.com. And you can check it out. There, all that information is there about uh, the annual Mayberry I Love Lucy Festival. Oh, oh, it's going to be big. Oh, they're working hard on it, too. Come out and see us. <laughs> ah, thank you, Floyd. Thank you for filling in there. Appreciate it. And, hey, if you don't know the kind of events and stuff that are going on, you can head over to imayberry.com and go to the event calendar, and you'll find out. Or hopefully you have subscribed to the uh, Weaver's Newsletter. The Weaver's Newsletter for January came out just a few weeks ago, actually right at the end of January. So it's uh, not even not even a couple of weeks ago at this point. Uh, so definitely there's information in there about all the events that are coming up and everything. So I definitely want to encourage you to head over there to check out the Weaver's Newsletter. There'll be a link in our show notes to tell you exactly how to get to it. The event bulletin board is in there as well. The Floyd's Barbershop bulletin board and event calendar, I should say, is there. Uh, and it is, uh, you, you've got all kinds of information. If you sign up for the newsletter, you will get an email uh, telling you that it has been published. So you won't ever miss any of this stuff. So it's got information about the Mayberry I Love Lucy Fest. There's another event that will be coming up really soon, the Mayberry Retreat, coming up in May, the 8th through the 10th. Definitely want to encourage you to come see that because, man, are we in for a treat for this one. The David Browning, the Mayberry deputy, will be there with us uh, as just himself uh, talking and giving stories and uh, just talking about his amazing career uh, and all the wonderful, amazing things he's been able to do over the years. So I definitely encourage you to, if you're able to, to come with us, it's at the beautiful Sonder Heritage Inn in Archibald, Ohio. 
that's where it's going to be. So head over and check that out. There's all kinds of other events in the calendar that you'll be able to see. The uh, main next real big one after that is uh, going to be June 21st through 23rd. This Mayberry comes to Scottsburg the second year. Go and check out all the events over at the Weavers newsletter. There's there's all kinds of stuff in there that you will not want to miss. Uh, there's some news of cast and crew that came uh, this this time. So I wanted to kind of go through this a little bit with you. Uh, we just came through the Christmas season, and the rumor mill has it. Uh, it has been busy uh, spinning about the possibility of Ron Howard, uh, Opie, in his 2000 movie, How the Grinch stole Christmas having a sequel. Now there's been a lot of rumors about this. Uh, since the newsletter tries to bring you the news, we can tell you that this is only a rumor. At least that's all we know. Currently, Jim Carrey is unlikely to want to return as the Grinch because in the past, he's expressed no interest in doing, uh, sequels at all. So maybe we'll see a sequel to the Grinch. Maybe we won't, but we did have a picture that came out. That was Ron Howard, Feeding a giraffe. That's right. Uh, Ron Howard and his family were in Queensland, Australia, having a great experience at the Australia Zoo. It's called the Australia Zoo. Reports are that the giraffes are indeed selfish because they are definitely eating whatever he is holding in his hand. They came and were <laughs> eating it. Uh, definitely worth checking out. So if you guys uh, haven't seen the newsletter, go and check that out. And uh, hold on to your space helmets. Uh, in this cosmic spectacle, spectacle of December 2024, Apollo 13 uh, from 1995, directed by Ron Howard, it just snagged a coveted spot in the National Film Registry. So that should have been in 23, not 24. But in December of 23, it... it it was inducted or became a spot in the National Film Registry's celestial lineup. Uh, the uh, Picture this, astronauts facing near tragic hurdles in a cinematic journey spanning over 90 years of movie magic. This stellar collection, uh, carefully curated by the Library of Congress since 1988, immortalizes films of cultural and historic significance. A big round of applause to everybody who made this stellar achievement possible. So, wow, great job for Ron. I'm so happy for Ron Howard. He has several projects in the works, but he's currently focused on the thriller Eden, which is currently in production in Australia uh, with a small unit also filming in the Galapagos. The film is based on a real-life unsolved mystery that unfolded on the remote island of Galapagos. Ron will be producing the film along with Brian Grazier and Karen Lunder for Imagine Entertainment. Clint Howard, Leon, he spent uh, time with his family and friends over the holidays and the New Year's, and he was present for social media during Christmas and saying... uh, (laughs) <laughs> he was he was a present, I should say, and he sang jingle bells to fans. He was the president himself. Uh, be watching for appearances for him coming up around the country. He's appearing all over the place. Keith Thibodeau, Johnny Paul Jason, has been spending time with his family and also working with the ballet Magnificat, uh, where he is the executive director. In late January, he and his amazing wife Kathy headed south of the equator for warmer weather. To Ballet Magnificat 
Brazil's, I didn't know there was one in Brazil, but he has one in Brazil, is their first summer dance intensive uh, and down in Brazil. Uh, wow. Keith is doing all kinds of amazing things, and uh, he's got a right to be mighty proud of himself. Uh, Dennis Rush, Howie Pruitt, and his wife, Judy, have been having fun in San Diego, California. Uh, that's his hometown area there during the Christmas season. And then they took what seemed like their yearly privilege, uh, pilgrimage to Hawaii for zip lining and hiking and a luau and a beautiful sunsets. Uh, sure beats selling boats in the flooded basement. Uh, <laughs> check out the event calendar for details about Dennis and his planned appearances, because there's lots of information in the event calendar. Uh, he'd be along with partner Keith Thibodeau. Coming up at some events this year, so check that out. Joy Ellison uh, checked in saying that she was doing well. She was uh, Effie Muggins or Mary Scobie or Mary Wiggins. She was uh, she checked in and saying she was doing well and had a great experience in December uh, seeing the band Manhattan Transfer, if you, any of you remember who they were, in their final concert of their career. Wow, they said they had a fantastic evening. And we wonder if Bobby or Freddie Fleet, maybe, and his band with a beat might step in and fill in the gap that's left uh, following that concert. Uh, Margaret Carey was at uh, Animate Raleigh in North Carolina, January the 5th through the 7th, and has been busy of late because she and her late hu- and her husband uh, are moving. Uh, they're moving again. They are moving again. She and her husband are moving again. Wow. This time they're moving to a brand new senior living community, a whole community there. Margaret reports that they're excited about the move, but the task of moving and downsizing is challenging. Boy, I cannot imagine downsizing. Uh, The move will be completed sometime before in February, just in time to celebrate their fourth anniversary, which is on February the 14th, just days from as I record this. So happy anniversary, Margaret. Margaret is such a wonderful lady. Happy anniversary to both of you. Uh, It'll be your anniversary gift getting to move in to your new place. That's great. Ronnie Shell, who was, of course, Duke Slater and uh, on Gomer Pyle. He's in two episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. He's doing well and got tons of well wishes for his birthday, which was his 92nd back in December the 23rd. Uh, He posted the following in response. He said, I want to thank everyone who remembered me on my birthday. Thanks. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and wish you all a Happy New Year. So thank you, Ronnie. So that's all the news we were able to dig up. Hey, this was a big one. We got an update from a big fan. Now, it's always fun to hear from all of our fans, all the fans of the Andy Grove Show. It's fun to hear from. But isn't it cool when we hear from people that are famous? So this one, Weavers was fortunate enough to hear from a big fan of the Andy Grove Show recently and thought it would be nice to share it with all of us. Uh, uh, this was Mayberry fan and country icon T. Graham Brown. Uh, he, he appears regularly on the Grand Ole Opry. He's performed at Mayberry Days. Okay, maybe maybe those weren't listed in the correct order. You know, may, I, you know, I think maybe Mayberry Day should be first. But anyway, <laughs> he's a huge fan of the Andy Griffith Show, and most certainly he's one of us. Uh, 
I personally, myself, Alan, I've been blessed to be able to speak with him and quote lines from the Andy Griffith show with one another. And I'll just tell you, it's really hard to keep up with him because he knows his Mayberry and he is definitely one of us. He sent in this great note. He said, this is what he had to say. He said, Mayberry is everyone's ideal. I've been a citizen for my whole life. Mayberry is my mentor. Barney is my buddy. Floyd keeps me groomed. Gomer and Goober keep my tank filled. Aunt B loves me and always makes me sure I'm fed. Uh, Opie is my pal. All the rest complete Otis's mosaic. Fun fact from Johnny Paul Jason. If you put a horse hair in stagnation water, it'll turn into a snake. I love my hometown, Mayberry. Mayberry, <laughs> T. Graham Brown. Wow, is that not cool? That was so cool to get, folks. Like that, folks. There's things like that in our newsletter. There's chapter updates from our Mayberry chapter, as well as one from. Uh, let's see, who is it? From? Oh, oh, brother, she's a dog. That's right. It's a chapter from Hookstown, Pennsylvania. That chapter is made up of uh, well, animals. Animals are in that chapter. And they sent in a picture of Dixie, uh, who is, a, I guess, the presiding rover of that chapter. I'm not sure what you say. But watching the Andy Griffith show on TV, they sent us the picture. And again, uh, the Mayberry chapter sent in stuff from their Christmas events. Uh, if you guys have a chapter, please send me reports, and I'll make sure they're in the newsletter. Guys, there's all kinds of stuff in there then about our uh, all kinds of products and stuff at Weavers and more information, and that is all I'm going to cover tonight. Go out there and check out the Weavers newsletter. I think you would enjoy it. If you like this podcast, you're going to enjoy it. All right, so finally, let's do a little bit of Mayberry trivia. What do you think? We'll do some trivia. Let me get our, our trivia music going. Whoops. Let me get me on the screen here. Here I am. All right, there we go. Here we go, guys. This is a second part. We're starting with question seven. Last week we did one through six. This is Mayberry Trivia Quiz by Paul Mulick. And remember, the topic is buying and selling Mayberry, if that's helpful to you. Okay, so question number seven. We did one through six last week, so go back and check it out. Number seven. This, now, there's two points possible. Two points. What two things did antique dealer Ralph Mason buy from Ellie Walker? Hmm. What two things did antique dealer Ralph Mason buy from Ellie Walker? So you get one point for each. What two things did Ralph Mason, antique dealer, buy from Ellie Walker? All right, you've had a chance to think about it. If you're watching this other than our live show, which is on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time at live.twochairsnowaiting.com. If you're not doing that, you can pause because I'm about to give you the answer. The answer is what two things did antique dealer Ralph Mason buy from Ellie Walker? He bought a tin of pipe pipe tobacco and an old copper wash boiler. Okay, so he bought a tin of pipe tobacco and an old copper wash boiler. Boiler. La, la, la. (laughs) All right. All right. So that was it. Number eight. Number eight. Let's see if our chat uh, chat room is getting that. Mm, Yeah, some of them got it. 
All right, number eight. Here's the next question. What did Floyd buy from Newton Monroe for $8.98? (laughs) What did Floyd buy from Newton Monroe for $8.98? You know, that's a lot of money back then. $8.98. What did he buy? Floyd. What did he buy? All right. Pause if you don't want to know. Not seeing people jumping in on their chat room here. But the answer... What did Floyd buy from Newton Monroe? Now they're popping it in here. All right. The answer is a watch. He bought a watch. Floyd bought a watch from Newton Monroe. $8.98. That's a lot. All right. Number nine. How much does Otis spend for a jar of the Morrison sisters elixir? (laughs) How much does Otis spend for a jar of the Morrison sisters elixir? It's not just for guzzling. <laughs> How much does Otis spend for a jar of the Morrison Sisters elixir? The answer, pause if you don't want to hear it. The answer, $4. He spent $4 for a jar of elixir from the Morrison Sisters. Woo, that's a lot. All right, number 10, number 10. What was the price of Arnold Winkler's new Intercontinental Flyer bicycle? What was the price of Arnold Winkler's Intercontinental Flyer bicycle? Mm. Okay, what was the cost? Now, this is uh, the number 10. What was the price of Arnold Winkler's new Intercontinental Flyer bicycle? The answer... Is seventy dollars? It was seventy dollars. Woo, man, seventy dollars! Wow, I'm just saving up for a bell. Okay, we've got two more questions. We're going up to twelve. All right, number eleven. Number eleven. How much did Ernest P. T. Bass plan to spend on his honeymoon? <laughs> I don't remember this one. How much did Ernest T. Bass plan to spend on his honeymoon? I don't remember this at all. Somebody's going to have to help me with this one. I don't even remember. To Hoggett? Who is he going to get married to? I don't remember this. I'm missing out. How much did Ernest E. Bass plan to spend on his honeymoon? I don't know this one. So I'm waiting to see if our chat room knows. There's question marks popping up on don't know. The answer is $12. Okay, so I'm going to have to go do some research now. I don't remember this. How much did Ernest P. Bass plan to spend on his honeymoon? I'm going to have to look that one up. Paul, you're going to have to, you may have to help me on that. Jim Sherrill got it in our chat room. So Jim, Jim will be able to tell me where it came from. All right. Number 12. How much was Frank Myers 1861 bond worth in 1961 dollars? How much was Frank Myers' 1861 bond worth in 1961 dollars? Okay. How much was it worth? Uh, okay. How much was Frank Miller's uh, Frank Myers' 1861 bond worth in 1961 dollars? Okay. All right. 
Okay, so they're telling me that it was a Malcolm at the crossroads when Andy fires uh, Ernest T. He was trying to get the $12 for his honeymoon. There we go. Thank you, chat room. Thank you. All right, so... Okay, so this is there's there's two answers to this, but the one in sixty nineteen sixty one dollars it's actually worth is the answer would be not a tiddly boo, not a tiddly boo. Now you could have said three hundred forty nine thousand one hundred nineteen dollars and twenty seven cents, and if you did that, I'm giving you credit <laughs> because that is the actual dollar amount that they calculated out at the machines down at the uh, down at the bank and they're good machines. So that's $349,119.27. But the real answer is in 1961 dollars it's not worth a tiddly boo because the bond was issued in Confederate dollars, not US dollars. So there's, there you go. So there you go, folks. I'll give you credit for either one, uh, but uh, not a tiddly boo was what we were looking for. How did you do? How did you do? That was six questions, six questions of of Mayberry fun. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, Paul Mulek, thank you so much for doing that. So you had six questions, but you could have gotten seven points because remember, question number one was worth two points. So how did you do? How did you do? Guys, that is, it's always fun uh, just doing these things. I love the trivia questions. I love doing quotes. I love all that kind of stuff because it's so fun. So if you enjoyed the information about the, uh, about the Opie's charity, if you go to uh, Mayberry.info and click on the episode guide, it'll take you to the episode guide and you can scroll down a little bit and you'll find Opie's charity if you go there, all this kind of information that we went over tonight is in that website, including the dialogue uh, that Andy and Opie had uh, about Charlie Moneybags. Well, if it ain't Charlie Moneybags, the big philanthropist, how you do? What you talking about, Pa? I'm talking about the underprivileged children's drive. Oh, they collected that at school, Pa. Oh, I know they did. Oh, I know they did. And when they called your name, you gave the large, generous amount of three cents. My, that's big of you, Diamond Jim. Did I give them too much, Pa? Too much? I could ask them to give back two cents. (laughs) That entire dialogue is written out on the website there. If you'd like to go and read it and just laugh like I do. (laughs) So go and check it out. Mayberry.info has got all that information guys. I hope you have enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoy spending some time talking about the Andy Griffith show with me. I know I always enjoy talking about it. So thanks for showing up and letting me, and I would love to hear from you. You can give me a call at 888-684-8415. You can email me at Floyd at imayberry.com or just drop by two chairs, no waiting.com. And all that information is there. You'll figure out how to get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for being here with me, and thanks for spending time in Mayberry. I want to thank everybody that's here for our chat room on Monday nights as we record it. And I want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, If you really enjoy the show, head over to patreon.com slash two chairs and, you know, give me a little bit of love. (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, I'm going to be retiring soon. I'm going to need all the help I can get. Guys, 
Uh, have a great Mayberry week, and we'll see you next time here on Two Chairs. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.